Good morning, Heartland. As always, it is so great to be together. Hello, all of you who are with us here in this room, and a shout out to all of you that are online, uh, worshiping wherever you are. It is always great to be together, and I got to tell you, there are some, some Sundays that are even better to be together than others, and I think this is one of those. We've all lived through the last week that has felt like a lot longer than that, and there is a weight and a heaviness that we're all experiencing right now. And it can be difficult for all of us to know what does it look like to trust and follow Jesus during this time? What does it look like to be in the world but not of the world? And so I was encouraged this week just by looking at the life and words of Jesus who spoke maybe in a time not unlike this, when he said, I am leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't let your hearts be troubled. So this morning and each time we gather, we get together wherever we are to fix our eyes on Jesus to trust in him and in him alone. The one who gives us life and peace and health, the only one who lived and showed us the way to live, who died and made the way to God and was raised and because he was, we might be too on the last day. It is only in him that we can have peace and hope, unity and love. And so today is sort of a call for all of us, wherever we are, uh, to peace, to unity, to prayer and love. And so I'm going to invite you to pray with me. Uh, you can do so by closing your eyes and listening in. You can do so by sort of closing your eyes and just offering your own words from your own heart and life silently to God. Uh, but we're going to open this day with a word of prayer. Lord, we pray for peace and for unity and for love. We pray for healing in our nation. We pray for a spirit of unity to rise among our people. We pray for solidarity within our churches. We pray for eyes that are fixed on and follow Jesus. We pray for the safety of our leaders, their staff members, our law enforcement, our people, and our nation. Lord, allow us to look up and fix our eyes upon you and you alone. Let us not put our heads down being discouraged or distressed. Let us not look to the right or to the left, putting our hopes in what we see there. Let us not fix our gaze and place our trust in a particular party or platform or politician. And give us strength and confidence in something beyond a flag or a capital or even a nation. It's in you alone, Jesus, that we pledge our allegiance. For you are our Lord, our Savior, our confidence, and our King. We pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We give you our lives. We give you our church. We give you our community. And we give you our nation today. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
For I am convinced that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor demons, nor principalities, nor anything in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ. You have made us more than conquerors, individually and collectively. And we say that there is nothing other than the blood of Jesus that can meet us where we are, change us from the inside out, and create in us the masterpiece that you have for each of us individually and collectively so that you can do the work you want in me, in my friends here, and in the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have a seat or you may kick back in your chair, whatever the case may be. At Heartland, it is our passion to make Jesus first in all ways, creating space to build relationships to do just that. And so if we can help you on your journey, I'd love to do so. I want to direct you to the virtual hub after the service for those of you online. Or if you're here in the room, just stop by the hub on the way out and find out ways that maybe God can help you take your first and next steps, and we'd love to help you do just that. We know that there's a lot of weight to this particular season, and, and, and we want to help. We believe God can do his work in you and in us, and we want to do what we can to come beside that. And so three ideas of ways that may be helpful for you in this season. If you really are wrestling with sort of the state of the nation and the state of our world, wonder where God is or what he might speak to that, we'd love to point you back to tuning in to our three-part series called Looking Up that we did uh, in November. You can go to our app, you can go to YouTube, but these timeless truths from God's scripture were very true in November and continue to be true, and that may be of help and encouragement to you right now. If things in the external world are affecting your internal world and you just want to have kind of the tools and tricks uh, to help create the life that you dream for yourself, I want you to know God has dreams for that. And we'd love to help you. And there's an offering on Tuesday nights this winter uh, called Emotionally Healthy Relationships. And it helps us navigate those things in our internal world, giving tools to to do just that. And, And it focuses on changing us so that that can change the relationships around us. And so uh, if, if there's a, a little phrase that EHR helps us do, it's learning how to have hard conversations in a really healthy way. And so we'd invite you to do that Tuesday nights by Zoom starting a week from Tuesday. You can sign up online or get more info in the hub or virtual hub. And then this series we've designed specifically to help us navigate our internal worlds in light of what's happening uh, in the external world. We're calling it interior design. And so it's our joy, my joy, to introduce Shibu Matthew, who will be continuing our series today talking about what does renewal look like. And because one of our values is fun, we've put together these just short little snippets of the opposite of what we want to talk about. (laughs) How there are these couples who are looking to fix up their lives from the external in. And then Shibu will talk about, hey, let's get it right, (laughs) having God renew us from the inside out. Wherever you are, however you're turning in, so glad you're with us today. You're watching HCCTV, where home is where the heartland is.
We are on week two of Brad and Tanya looking for a change, and after 52 houses, they may have narrowed it down to 10. I need the inside of this home to photograph well. I mean, I can always use a filter, but my virtual classroom always photographs better with the natural light. One second, uh, notification. I mean, my Instagram followers expect this certain level of professionalism from an influencer slash educator. That is meme worthy. Well, good morning to you. Welcome to our series, Interior Design. Yeah, for the video, for me, whatever. <clears throat> we're going to spend some time in Romans 12, 1 and 2 today, the same passage that we looked at last week, and we're going to key in on this word renewing and what God intends by renewing our minds. And so I want you to listen for that word in the scriptures as we hear these verses today. I want to read them at the outset of our time here. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, I therefore urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It is interior design, so I... Just thought I'd share some of the interior design happening at the Matthew household. Uh, over the last 18 months, two years, we've uh, tackled a lot of projects. We've ripped out some carpet, thanks to some strong teenagers and uh, uh, move leaders here at Heartland. It helped me do that. We've replaced flooring, had cabinets built. We've tiled the mantle. We've done a lot of work. We hired a person named Brooke to help us make some color decisions because decision-making can be paralysis by analysis, right? And uh, that was a good decision. She helped. Uh, we hired a friend named Darren, who's a Heartland friend, to help us do the work, like some of the work that was really heavy and intense. And that really helped. <laughs> and then in June, uh, my wife, her name is Anna, she found uh, something on Facebook Marketplace, and it was some doors. And she showed me these doors, and she said, hey, like, they are the exact dimensions of the doors on our main floor. And they were doors from a 100-year-old house in Columbus Park, Kansas City. Columbus Park is just in the River Market area there, downtown. And this uh, guy was flipping houses and was pulling out all the old stuff and just threw the doors on Marketplace for 40 bucks a pop. Uh, here's a, a picture of, of the old doors. Five-panel, beautiful doors. Um, and like the pantry door, the bathroom door, the garage door, the hall closet door. All these doors on our first floor, like, they were the exact dimensions. <laughs> it's just like, that's, I think we have to take the plunge, you know. I think we got to do this, even though we know nothing about refinishing and hanging doors and, and that deal. They were cheap, but they were cheap for a reason. They needed a lot of work. The doors had so much potential, and it was this exciting idea. And Anna has loved just kind of this antique wooden, just this... Uh, a piece of wood with a story, like really excites her. And so uh, I remember Mike, the guy who sold us the doors, we were at his uh, Overland Park house picking up the doors that used to be in a Columbus Park house and they were in his garage. And, uh, and he said, hey, I, uh, 40 bucks a door, but like uh, he gave us a really reasonable rate to like finish it, like do the refinishing and hang them himself. And my wife just looked at me and was like, no, I love this. 
this is what I'm in for, the process. <laughs> She's a, uh, a nurse at KU Med that uh, does cardiac uh, device implants. And so facilitating resuscitation are kind of the two words that she does with her job, with, uh, with doors, kind of all over. She loves to bring something to life, to renew something. It's a simple word, renew, new again, to make something new again, this renewing, this process of making something new again. She, uh, so it's been her project. I told her up front, I was like, ah, and she knows this about me. I'm the guy who rolls the wall, but doesn't cut in when it comes to painting because the drips are going to be like, she's like following me, fixing all the mistakes. And, and so these doors were a detail project. And so I said, honey, I can lift the doors. I can flip the doors. I can move the doors inside the house and outside of the house. But, uh, and she knows this, she knows it's her project and not mine. I will watch the kids as long as you want to work on the doors. And she did great. She loved it. She uh, was great at learning and asking questions and trying new stuff out. Like when you apply something to wood, it's semi-permanent. Yeah, you can undo it, but it is not easy to undo something that you do to a piece of wood when it comes to staining or shellacking or, or a finish. So it's been her project. And it's been a challenging process too. She would tell you that. Uh, the shellac needs to be applied outside because of the fumes. And, uh, and so we got the doors in June. And we spent all summer into the early fall working on these doors. And then the cold weather set in and the doors could not be worked on anymore. And so we, <laughs> the project got a bit stalled, uh, but we got as far, we made a lot of progress. She made a lot of progress. Um, and then we called Mike last week. <laughs> Just to say, hey, Mike, we would love your help in getting this thing to completion and, and getting the new hinges. And, and these are 75 pound doors and they are incredibly beautiful and, and important. To, to hang in the right way. So he's going to help us. Projects like that remind me of the interior design that's actually going on here. <laughs> the interior design that we're talking about in this series. And today I want to focus, like I said, on that word renew. Here's what Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Here's a few things I've learned during this renewal process is that one, there has to be a designer, someone who has a dream for the doors. Uh, second, there's got to be a plan. We've got to know what the next step is. And third, we need some specific resources for the job, resources that we do not have at current, knowledge that we do not possess, and we need some resources. And when it comes to my life and the interior design of this life, I like to think that I'm the designer. <laughs> That, uh, and that's true to some degree. I get a lot of say about what happens in my life. I'm the designer. I'm the one with the plan. I know what the next step is. And for better or worse, I'm in charge of garnering the resources to do that. Like if something needs to be done in my life, I'm, I'm in charge. I got to figure it out. And uh, I do that because I kind of want the credit. Like I just want people to know I built this life. Like I did this. This was my doing. And I want the credit for having worked hard enough. And I think personally that I know me best. Want to know how my interior project is going? <laughs> when I think about some of the projects that might make up the interior, some of these are going to sound like exterior projects, but I think they all have a seed of being something inside of us that we're working on. Things like faith and family and friendships. Things like health, emotional and physical health. Work, my vocation, your vocation. The ways we play, our hobbies, our interests, these things that give us joy, that's sparked internally and it affects how we carry ourselves in the world. 
I kind of, I just want a mic to call, you know, and say, hey, Mike, how much does it cost to get these doors on, like in the interior project? Like how much? Just, just bottom line me, let's do it because that's a shortcut. As you think about the interior projects in your life, in those areas, or maybe a different area that comes to mind, what's the status on those? Are they stalled? Are they in progress? Seems like every project could be stuck or stressed for many of us right now, as I think about uh, the faith aspect. Maybe engaging with others at church is what fueled your faith. And you really need the closeness of brothers and sisters in the faith that you see every week. And that's been really hard lately. Maybe you're a young person and we know everyone from children to teenagers to the elderly have been impacted by isolation and the resulting anxiety and depression that has happened. Did your job see some changes? I have a couple of friends whose bosses called them and said, hey, don't come back to the building. We sold it. <laughs> we did not renew the lease. This is working for us. We can save millions of dollars if you stay home and work. It's like that has some benefits for someone, a corporation, and maybe the individual, but it also has some, some drag. Play. Maybe you picked up a new hobby during quarantine and pandemic season, but odds are the basketball league that you usually play in isn't happening, and the Zoom book club just isn't the same. You see, if we're designers of our interior lives, of the projects in front, then it's pretty easy to sometimes feel like those are stalled or stuck. And even with the shiny blank slate of a brand new year, it can still feel like, uh, I know a calendar date flipped, but I, I'm still kind of the person I was a few days ago. And so the question I have for you to put you on the hook is just to say, how's it going for you? The interior design project of your life. The truth is this, I'm not the designer. <laughs> and I need to hire it out. I need to make a phone call, but it's none of you. It's an outside voice. It's the voice that is wisdom, God. And I need him to come in and lead the interior design project. I want you to look at Romans 12, two again with me and notice what it says about God's plans and designs. There's some adjectives I want you to notice. It says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Did you catch it? God has a plan. It's good, pleasing, and perfect. That's way better than any plan I have. I might get to good, but I will never get to a perfect so I'm convinced I'm not the designer God is. Paul writes this in Ephesians. He says, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are his handiwork. Like in God's woodshop, we're the thing he's working on. We're in process. He's making something out of our lives. And it's good today and it's gonna be good later. Things get messy and out of whack when I like try to wrestle the table saw away from God and say, I know what to do with this life of mine. But then I, uh, and I want to say to you today that just trust God and it will go well for you. Like the design, the interior design will go well if you just trust God. But then I look in the Bible and I see good people enduring really challenging circumstances. I look at my life and your life and I don't see breakthrough and beauty and finished projects all the time. I see things in process. I see a creative struggle, which leads me, if I'm honest, just to a deeper tension that I'm wrestling with, which is 
what if I've given God the control? I've said, hey, it's yours. My life is yours. You design it. I want to sit passenger seat. You know, what if I've already said that? And still, my job is in a tough spot. Or my marriage is in a rocky place. Or my kids are battling some heavy things. Or I feel alone. What, what do you do when you've already ceded control, but you still feel the, the wrestle? What do we do in moments like that? Well, I want to take you back to the doors, the, the original door image here. Someone had lovingly put these doors into a Columbus Park home in KC decades ago. Then these doors got dinged and kicked and scuffed and scratched and slammed. And when Anna got her hands on them, this is one of the close-ups of, uh, of where it was kind of gouged out. <clears throat> she started to fill in the cracked places. She'd sand it down gently. She applied the new shellac one brush stroke at a time. Then we flipped the doors over and she'd work on the other side. And as she lovingly restored these doors, they were made new again, renewed. Not, not renewed to be what's they, what they once were in that Columbus Park neighborhood 100 years ago. Not, not renewed like that, but renewed to be what they are supposed to be today. Here's what today looks like. I want to show you the old doors and the new doors side by side. This is when you say, ooh, I want those doors. What do we do to get the interior of our hearts back to the renewal process that's similar to what she did with the 100-year-old doors? And I just want to suggest that this activity in life, this restoration project in our house, actually has some really beautiful principles to it. You see, there was a person in charge of the design, Anna, she had a plan. She needed to know the next step. And she had to get the resources. And she went to the experts at a store in Lenexa called Woodcraft. And uh, she's been there multiple times and spending time with people who really know how to get this wood to naturally look its best. She'd get back to work in our garage and then run into a roadblock and need to go back to the woodshop store, Woodcraft store. And the experts knew the doors better than she knew the doors. And they helped her work on them. Who's, who's the expert on you? Who knows you better than you do? You see, God does. <laughs> I think he has a plan for renewing our minds. And when we start to speak to him, when we start to listen to him, to obey him, that's actually what happened. So Anna would enter Woodcraft, share her problem, listen to them, and she would go home and do something about it. She could not come home and not do something about it. <laughs> there was this obedience. And when we begin to do that with God, that's when the renewing will begin to be real. And we'll begin to know his good, pleasing, and perfect plan. So today, here's, here's what you can do in our final few minutes together. I want you to be real about the condition of the doors in your life. What's been kicked around, 
what needs some renewal. There was actually one side of one of these doors that needed nothing. It like needed dusted off. It was like, that's great. Be honest about the condition of the, the interior of your heart. Then obediently give your life, all of it to the creator. He made you, he knows you, he loves you. The creator sent his son Jesus to show you and I, we might live fully dependent lives on God the Father, how we could do that. He sent Jesus to live a perfect life, die an awful death, and then live again. So that our relationship with God could be renewed, made new again, to be breathtakingly beautiful. Is that your need today? Does your world feel chaotic? Do you need Jesus to renew the interior of your heart? Well, here's the one thing. I was trying to think, what's one thing that I could challenge us all to do? Does this funnel down to one step? And I think it does, and it's, it's this act of prayer. It's this commitment to pray and to ask God, what, what's the interior look like to you? What do you want me to do? What are you up to in this renewal? So prayer is the place where we get to be with God. It's not talking all the time. It's not even listening all the time. It's this withness. You're just with God. And so make some time today. We're gonna do it in a moment here together. Pray, but pray and talk to God. Listen to him. He so wants to hold you in his hands the way physically that we could hold these doors. He wants to hold you. Turn it over. Work on this side. He's in love with what he's creating. He's, in, he's so excited about the process. He wants no shortcuts. He doesn't want to pay someone to fix it quick. He loves the process. Where it's at today, he loves what you look like today. I took this picture of my two-year-old, Adeline, to show you the scale of the doors. <laughs> She's beautiful. Beautiful. And then I realized I didn't take the picture for the scale. God wanted me to see something different. I looked at the photo and it, it struck me that he wanted me to see her. He wanted me to see people, you, me, the two-year-old, we are the beautiful thing that God is renewing. His love for you and I far, 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 far exceeds any love anyone else on this planet has for you. And so it's, it's kind of easy for me and it's really hard for me to give control of my life over to someone who just loves me that much. So are you ready to say the, the design project, God, I've been in charge and I've been struggling with the resources, but now it's yours <laughs> because I have the resources, says God, and I've got the plan and I want to be the designer. If you are deciding that, tell someone. <laughs> it's a today decision. So some of us have made that decision hundreds of times before, but tell someone that you decided that God's driving this project. He's the one with the plan, the design, the resources. I'm partnering with him. And maybe 
you know that someone in your life is getting kicked around and there's some dings. They need this message, so send them the link, pray for them, commit to carrying them to God. And then most importantly, when you lay your head down tonight, give God this prayer. Just say, I'm yours. The last thing I do before these eyes close (laughs) is I'm just gonna say I'm yours. And then tomorrow morning, before you get that first notification on that device, say a prayer giving God complete control over your life. That's the renewal process. It's going to the wood shop and saying, what do you have for me tonight, this morning, today? And doing it again and again and again, renewing is what's happening. I can't say that's easy. Like It is like a magnetic pull from my hand to the phone so that I could see what is happening in the world and my life that is more important than me giving God control. (laughs) But it's one of the most important things we do. He loves you. He knows what's best. He knows what's best when you don't and when you think you do. And there's a beautiful, breathtaking design project he's after in your heart. Let's pray together. God, we confess that we choose to be in control far too often, and today we choose you. Tomorrow we'll do it again, but for now today is all we really have. Forgive us. Help us to see what you're repairing and renewing in our hearts. We want to join your work and partner with you in our lives and the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we will see you next week, friends, and uh, may you be continually renewed by Jesus this week. See ya.